Morning. Morning. We got a few of us braved through the cold to get here this morning. What's the temperature right now? Two? Cold? Yeah, something like two. (laughs) Yep, it, whatever it is, it's cold and it feels colder, but. Three? Oh, it's warmed up a little bit. All right. Appreciate appreciate you all being here. And for those who can't, um, I'm glad that you're able to watch from home. And uh, whatever we can do to gather together, near or far, it works. So uh, we have uh, Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. So some of us who work in schools or places that have jobs that don't that are closed tomorrow we'll have the day off to observe that and uh, in honor of the work he did to help bring some recognition of equal rights to the country so that's tomorrow and uh, we just uh, concluded our winter spiritual dimensions retreat and uh, it was a cold one wasn't a whole lot of hiking around the trails this time except for maybe one crazy person but uh, that was a good time of just resting and rejuvenati- rejuvenating and recuperating and recovery. Does anybody want to share anything? You don't have to, but sometimes some people like to. Okay. All right. Maybe not this time. That's fine. It was great. But we have another one coming up in April. The dates are not set yet because the normal date that we would have picked is already filled up. There's something happening at the uh, state park. So Randy's working through finding the right date for that one. And as soon as one gets picked, we'll let you know so you can get it on your calendar and start, start making reservations. Next Sunday is third Sunday. So we will be having a meal and... Are we going to have a bonus session? Yes. Yes. All right. So we're going to have a fellowship meal after church and gather around some food and fellowship. And I was just told we're going to have a chili. I guess it's a cook-off or at least. That's what Matt said. Yeah. Matt wants to make it a cook-off. So. But bring your chili. Bring your best chili. And we'll just all eat chili whether we compete or just enjoy it bring some chili and uh i think it'll be good weather for it i don't know by next week it may be 90 degrees you never know in oklahoma but um yeah Oh, we might have three, three, three crock pots of chili already. So maybe we need some cornbread. Is that what you're saying? Cheese, onions. Maybe some hot dogs. <laughs> Corn dogs or chili dogs. Yeah. 
Okay, so bring fixings for the chili, and uh, we'll have we'll have a good chili cook-off next week. All right, any other announcements or anything? Okay, got lots of people who dealing with the crud that's been going around and getting over that. And uh, one of the things we did at SDR was pray for them. Elders that were there laid their hands on them and prayed for them. We even had some oil to anoint them with. And um, so that was kind of neat. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're dealing with illness, um, the Bible says to go to the elders and ask for prayer. And so don't forget about that. That's actually the first thing you should do. Not that doctors aren't good and helpful, but um, you need to be asking for prayer from the elders because the Bible says to do that for your illnesses. So remember that. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for a warm church that we can gather together and for the warm fellowship here. And I just pray that your spirit would be here among us as we gather to worship you. Father, uh, I pray that our hearts would be open to the teaching that we're going to hear, and uh, I just uh, pray that in all the things that are happening as we gather, that you would be glorified in it all. Father, I pray that we would not forget that we have this great crowd of witnesses gathered here with us in this room. worshiping with us, observing, and uh, I just pray that that really make a difference in our lives this morning and as we go through our daily lives, that we do it all for you, uh, that we run that race for you, knowing that we're being cheered on as we run that race. Father, ask these things in your son's name. Amen. You have led me through the fire. 
This is going to be fun. We serve a living Savior. He's in the world today. Remember those songs? Did you know he really is? So we are investigating divine manifestations, manifestations of the Messiah. Jesus shows up in a variety of ways, and we are going to spend some, we got more Sundays to do that. Today, we need to find out how do we discern, how do we understand, how do we interpret those manifestations. If we encounter Jesus showing up and he is in our presence, what do we do with that? If he shows up in a vision, what do we do with that? How do we understand what is what is going on and how do we interpret it, make sense of it? So keys to discerning divine manifestations. That's what we're going to take a look at. And there are so many uh, voices, there are psychological issues that can happen, there are influences around us from other uh, beings who are not of, uh, they're not on God's team. And they would like to distract and and keep us off balance, and they like to give information. And as human beings who have uh, maybe not always clued in to make central uh, the manifestation of the Lord, then we can be really deceived by those other things. The more we dig into his truth, the more we spot it, and you know how that works. You've seen that. You go, okay, I, I know what that one is. And then, you know, they'll come up with something clever and sneak one by us. So how do we, how do we know this? How, how, and it's better to understand this and understand some of the keys that are involved in this rather than go to an immediate uh, response of uh, if somebody says, you know, the Lord uh, spoke to me, the Lord showed up, the Lord, you know, it's, vision, dream, presence, instead of going immediately to, no, you didn't, which is, you know, easy to do in our heads, and uh, maybe comes right out of our mouths after we roll our eyes and scoff. So it's easy to do that. There, But there are real manifestations of the Messiah. He is not gone. He is not limited to sitting in his throne in heaven. He can be wherever he wants. He's in charge, and it's his church, and he said he's going to build his church, and he said, I'm not abandoning you. I will be with you always to the end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've said this before. Unless he lied, he's around, and he's available, and he can do what he chooses to do. So if he wants to manifest in some fashion, and we just spent a weekend going over some of those things. So when we do spiritual dimensions retreat, we go over that on Friday, typically nine ways that, that God communicates. And the manifestations are part of that and in a variety of different ways that he communicates. So we're not just putting 
one thing or, or saying he can only show up one way. But if he shows up, how do you make sense of that? How do you interpret it without the quickly, no, he didn't, or just going crazy the other way? Because there's also the, the uh, Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. So you got to know the difference. And here we go. Keys to discerning divine manifestations. Number one, build on a biblical foundation and superstructure. Got to have a solid foundation. Jesus said build on the rock, not the sand. Build on something solid. Then you start the superstructure, what you're going to put on top of that. And so we're going to start with 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Familiar verse on getting into scripture, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what, teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So we have to be in the word. We have to know what the scripture says. We have to apply those things to our lives and then he is preparing us he's he's getting us trained up through the word to do the things that he has as his purpose as his goals his goals for our lives but also his goals for his kingdom and we're trying to fit into that so that helps us to to do that getting into the scriptures so here here's a breakdown we can do this learn and do it so we've got the scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Now, hear it taught. You can hear it. And there's so many apps, too, that you can just listen to the scriptures directly. Just hear the scriptures read. That's awesome. But also hear it taught so that some of those words that are lost or concepts or maybe something you're hearing is related to something in another chapter, another book. Maybe uh, the context in history would help make sense of it, or language, uh, sometimes a translation, a different word would help to make sense. So here it taught is in, uh, incredibly helpful in this because you want to learn and do it. Read the scripture, and again, you can hear it read to you or get your... Bible out, your Bible app out, and just go through all these different translations that are available just in English. It's just incredible what's available today. But read it, get it in, just just grasp what is there. You can get really stuck because if you set out, well, I've read through the Bible now for 20 years. So every year you read through the Bible 20, you know, so you got 20 times you've done that. But you've never stopped to study it. So whatever your misunderstanding was on, num- on year one is probably going to be carried over to year 20 unless you study. So somewhere along the path, there has to be a time where you go, okay, I need to drill down on this. I need to dig into this. I need to understand more of what's going on here. There's some, some bizarre passages if you're reading through it, at least it's in your mind to think, okay, I think I saw that. I'm reading that over, over here in Romans. I think that comes out of Isaiah. 
and and you can that, that's going to help you immensely but you also need to go to the to the next part of this is to study it to to see what okay where does this come from how does this fit what is it that i need to know and is it teaching me something is it correcting me on something is it training me on something is there something more that i need to understand about this so i understand the more fully what god is doing what god is doing in my life and in the lives of the people around me but also how do i fit in the flow of his purposes through history because we're part of it and he wants us to know that that we we're a valuable part and it links in this chain that tie us all the way from adam and eve to his coming that's still yet to come and then the fulfillment of all those things on the other side of his coming which is the new heaven and new earth and he doesn't give us a lot of info on that by the time you turn to that in the book it's like maps and charts and things in the back not helpful anyway hear it read the scripture study for understanding meditate on its truths find those truths dig into those things if you're reading it quickly and you're flying over it you're not really stopping to think you man i got to get on to my day i got other things you know i got responsibilities you're gonna have to set aside some time somewhere that gives you enough opportunity to let your brain just have this stuff rattle around and it has to rattle it has to to be there long enough to to make a difference if you get anxious about something you're worried about something and worry is meditation just the opposite it's upside down so worry is just i'm going to think about this over and over and over again and it's going to keep me up at night because i am so uptight anxiety is eating away at me and i'm going to focus on that worry whatever that worry is and meditation is taking that whole process that we do and thinking 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 about god's truth about reality that god has revealed something in our lives that we need god's character learning those things and amazingly if we set our eyes on him According to Isaiah 26, 3, we will have perfect shalom, peace, peace that travels through all of our being. Shalom is, is setting everything, body, soul, mind, all together in the presence of God and experiencing this uh, way of living that is the opposite of drama and upset, which is where worry and anxiety take us so he's inviting us to do that with his word meditate on its truths think about these things focus on don't just quickly dismiss it and then go right back to worry and anxiety which you think about for hours you get up at three in the morning worry again sick your colon's all upset and you're going i what amazing thing that God's made available. Meditate on his word, focus on him, and then peace. Yeah. I don't know, I like anxiety. It's just so much more fun. No, it isn't. 
hear it taught, read the scripture, study for understanding, meditate on its truths, practice God's truth. Practice it. Um, you know, that's what doctors call what they do, right? It's their practice. Do you want to be on the receiving end of that, that sharp knife? And you need to think about it. They're pra- they have a practice. That's because they don't ever arrive. Neither do we until we step into the presence of the Lord. We need to practice. We may not get this down perfectly in the sense that we're flawless about it, but we can be tuned into what he's doing. We can be uh, going his direction. We're loyal to him and what's important to him, and we're, we're practicing these things little by little. We gotta, we've got to be in the Scripture to know what it is. We've got to study it so we understand the real stuff that's going on, meditate on it so it's starting to penetrate us. We have his peace. We have a relationship with him, and we obey. We do it, practice it, and then those things begin to impact the way we live our lives, but it impacts the, the world around us. It impacts other people and impacts uh, those beings in the heavenlies as well. They're all observing this. But that way they can see, you're taking this, you're taking it serious. You really want to know him. You love him, don't you? That's that practice. That's what happens. So as part of, of getting ready to deal with a manifestation, if a manifestation, that if one shows up and it's the enemy disguised as an angel of light, you go, no, I know the scripture. Uh, and I'm not fooled by your twist on it. If we just lightly know the scripture, we go, well, that sounds like scripture. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, no, we need to really know the scripture and we need to really know him. We need to know his character. Then we know if it's out of place, we don't go that direction. And then when he speaks, he shows up and he's giving us direction. We go, yes, sir. That's what I'm going to do right now. And we get going because now we know it's him because it's also him. You know, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. We know his voice. We hear him. We do what he said. So the scripture is going to help us. It gives us a foundation. Number two, listen to the Holy Spirit's instructions and insights. Listen to the Holy Spirit's instructions and insights. And this is... Jesus talking, and he's talking to his friends. This is in John 16. He has, by the time we get to this point in John, he's, he's close to the crucifixion. They, they've, had, they've had dinner. He's been teaching them. He's giving them some information. I mean, there's some, some things unfolding here. And uh, he's giving them, like, the... These are like last words. We're, we're getting some final words out of Jesus here. And so they're important to him. And he's passing them on to his friends. And they, in turn, pass them to us. So John 16, 12 to 14. There's so much more I want to tell you. You just picture them. They're sitting around the table. They've had a lot to eat, Passover meal. They've had some wine. And actually, they drink a lot of wine at that event and and he's just telling them so much more i want to tell you but you can't bear it now 
These are guys he spent 24-7 for three years, over three years. If these guys can't handle it, where are you going to find people who can handle it? You can't handle it right now. I've, I've got a lot more. All that I gave you up to this point is necessary. You need it. That's going to help. But there's more. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So he's going to teach more. He's going to provide more truth. He's going to fill in the gaps of things that Jesus didn't get to in his three years with these guys. And we have the Gospels, and we have a lot of, of Jesus' teaching. But these words are part of Jesus' teaching, too. I didn't give you everything. There's more. The Spirit will come and provide you with information that you need to know. So if the Spirit comes and provides information, it's a manifestation of the Lord, uh, not Jesus, but it's a manifestation of the living God speaking to us, so the Spirit speaking. So how do we handle that? Well, we still, we've got to build on the biblical foundation. We build from there and put the superstructure on top of that. So whatever he communicates should be in line with the scriptures that we know, the truth that we already know, that we've not only read, studied, meditated on, and practiced. He's going to give us more information, and you go, oh, that's what that is. Or... I never understood how that fit. There's more to this that we needed to know. And so he puts it together. And you go, wow, that's pretty fascinating. So what else does he do? Well, he's getting this information from Jesus because Jesus is the head of the church. So he's not going to violate Jesus' position. He's going to let him be who he is, and he's going to take on his part. So they're... You know, God the Father, God the Son, they're all interacting and, and making all this happen. He will not speak on his own. He will tell you what he's heard. So he's telling him things. He will tell you about the future. Yeah, what? The only future. I mean, just, just go with me for a second. The only future in most of our Christian experience, Christian books, Christian movies, Christian things that are floating around. The future is the end times. Seven years, three and a half years, evil, man of destruction. Put it, you put all of that, there's, gonna, you know, the, the, there's a rapture in a thousand years in millennium, and you, put, and you go, wow, we just need to figure that one out. So for... 2,000 years, the only thing that mattered and the Holy Spirit was giving information on was seven years at the end, and then everybody's involved in the 1,000 years. So that one, no big deal, because nobody's afraid of that one, because Jesus is in charge. But the seven years, and oh my gosh, what are we going to do when Armageddon comes? 2,000 years, Armageddon hasn't come. What good was the Holy Spirit for 2,000 years in giving information about the future? Uh, let me submit that's not what he came to do. He can do it. But that's not the main thing. The end is the end. 
why would he only address the end for 2,000 years? And we may have another 2,000. Only the Father knows. So, what in the world is he talking about? Remember Daniel? The Lord shows up, gives him information, says, well, this kingdom's going to come, and then this kingdom's going to come, and he, gets, he lays it out. You got all kinds of things opening up with Persia and Greece and Rome, and you go, oh, my gosh. He gave him the future. And the Lord knows which, which empire will follow, which one will swallow up the other one. He knows about the future. He also knows the indi individual future, who's going to be where, what people needs to be, where, where his people are, people of Israel, they're exiled, they're in the other nations, when they're going to, he's going to build them up, bring them back to, to the land, he's interested in, in you and where you live, that's a whole different Sunday, we'll do that another time, but all of those things he knows, and he has a place for you, he had a place for these guys who heard this, the Holy Spirit's coming, and he's going to tell you what the future will be. They didn't need to know what was happening in 2,000 years, 5,000, whenever this end comes. They didn't need to know that. They needed to know what's around the corner for the church, what's around the corner for your glory and your honor, what's happening in heaven. You realize the big, long future is in heaven, right? So we've got this eternity thing ahead. Wouldn't it be helpful if the Holy Spirit gave us a hint and that's what he does. That's pretty cool. It will be in keeping with the scripture. We're building on the base. That's the foundation. We're going to build from there. We have a superstructure we're going to build with. So we build it, and we need to understand scripture as best we can, but it does it have everything. No, Jesus said. Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God said. I didn't give you all of it. Spirit's coming. He'll tell you more when he gets here because you can't handle it yet. Guess how often we can't handle it yet. What if we get this down and every time we get something down, he comes along and says, you know, you did good. Let me show you this. Let me just pull back the veil and show you this. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He will show you. And he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So it's always going to come back to the Holy Spirit's going to point to Jesus and say, look what he did. And, and, and look, he's in charge. So some people get really excited about the Holy Spirit and they kind of move past Jesus and they go, well, we, yeah, that was fun, but we want the gifts, we want the powers, we want to do magic. And he's going, nah, that's not it. He will always give glory to Jesus. That's another way you'll know. That's him. That's not the one pretending to be an angel of light. This is him doing something and he's pointing to Jesus. He's building on the base, the foundation, the word of God. And it will be in keeping. It may fill in gaps that we don't know or you haven't heard. It may be about your future. It may be about your family. It may be about the nation. It may be about Israel. It may be about um, the church that he has something for that we can't even imagine yet. And it may be about heaven and what's coming. It's pretty cool. Listen to the Holy Spirit's instructions and insights. Um, stay close to the spirit and listen. So here's some, some things. Hear him over the noise of the darkness, the world, and your thoughts. 
hear him over the noise of the darkness, the world, and your thoughts. Because the person we listen to the most is us. And our thoughts usually trump whatever else is out there. Because we're just smarter than everybody. Smarter than the average bear. I remember that was a Saturday morning moment. Yeah. Hear him over the noise of the darkness, the world, and your thoughts. Interpret in light of Scripture. Interpret in light of Scripture. So whatever the Holy Spirit's saying, when, when that comes, and if you're familiar, you're, you're living in, you're operating in the Scripture, you got that base, then this won't be odd to you. You'll just go, man, that, yeah, that's, that's him. That's him speaking. That's him guiding. That's him giving me. Now, when he gives you something that's like, okay, that's new, you just need to sit back and, and work on that a little bit. Say, okay, how's that fit into Scripture? I'm still on track. Is that the purpose? Is that's where God's going? And you, you can, you can uh, come out the other end of that going, oh, man, there he is, giving me some more info. Interpret in light of the Scripture. Seek understanding. That mean, may mean, again, getting back into the Scriptures and doing some study, going, okay, he revealed this, he told me this. I need to get back. And sometimes you'll have a verse or a passage or a book from the scripture just come to mind and go, man, that is just haunting me. It won't let go. It's just hanging on. It's probably an indication from the spirit that it's time to dig in and find out what, what that is. There's something there for you that you need to go find out. So if he gives you that, seek understanding. Follow, the, follow his leading, similar to practice God's truth. Follow his leading. So if he gives you something, he says, I need you to do this. I need you to uh, buy gas for that guy on pump three. You go, yeah, that guy's probably got money for gas. I'm not going, it's cold out. I want to get back to the car. If he's giving you some kind of uh, leading, you just follow his leading. And you just do it. And you go over there and you go, you just got ripped off, you got embarrassed, and you go, yeah, okay. But next time, it may be the because it may be wrong, and then next time you do it because you're going to go. I'm following his leading, so he gives you another leading, and you actually do it, and then some great thing comes out of that. Oh, wow, that was cool. The other side of that is you may not know, even the guy on pump three, and you don't know, but that guy just prayed that God would show him something to say he's real, that he's he's that he knows that this guy's there. Didn't really, he had enough, he had a credit card, he had money. But somebody just stepped into his life and changed it. He may not say anything, but no, I'm good. But he knows, he just got spoken to by the Holy One of Heaven. And you represented him on earth to that guy. Now, he's going to go home and treat his wife well. Love on his kids. Go to work with a smile. And his life is different because you went to pump three. Isn't that incredible? Follow follow his leading. Check with spiritual leaders and partners. Number three, check with spiritual leaders and partners. This. Oh, gosh, if we had another hour, we could go into this whole story. It's so cool. Galatians 2.2. This is, this is Paul, and he's giving a little backstory. So this is, he's writing to the Galatians. 
So this isn't in the book of Acts. You get little pieces of it in the book of Acts, but he doesn't give this, this story. Uh, I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. So check with spiritual leaders and partners. What's that about? We've got Paul, who is Saul, who's been a persecuting the church, killing people, Christians. I mean, this, this whole thing has been going on. Jesus shows up, speaks to him. He changes direction. So now he's been trained. We also get that in Galatians, but he's been trained by Jesus. It's not just that he saw him on the trail. He's been trained for a couple of years out in the desert. And Jesus takes him aside and gives him information like he gave the twelve. Just wrap your head around this. This is pretty amazing. The resurrected Jesus is training Paul, who's a theological genius. I mean, he's, he's that guy in that era. So he's Ph.D. times 10. I mean, this guy, just he's the guy. Multi-language, and he knows the cultures, all the different cultures. He knows all that. And Jesus is training him on his truth, which is, as you know, not what Paul liked because he was killing everybody who believed it. So then he comes back, and that's what he's talking about here. He's been telling people, and he's been telling people, non-Jewish people, about this Jesus. And then he comes to town, to Jerusalem, and he's going to hang out with the leaders, James and Peter, and, and he's going, I just need to make sure, is this what you guys have heard? Is this what Jesus told you when, when you got trained? What, what was, you know, let me just tell you. So he's checking it out. Is that just so cool? I mean, it, it's humble. It's, um, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to lead anybody astray. I just want to make sure, am I on track? And these guys, and I'm, I'm just, just picture Peter. Well, I'm, I'm picturing Peter, so you picture Peter. His face, when this guy shows up, for one, then he begins explaining the very thing that they had been trained for three years. You go, dude, where'd you get that? Because, you know, Peter gets hot pretty quick. So you'd think he'd be picking up a rock or a stick or something. It's just, no, and, and, then he, and then he's just astounded. So just the look on his face. If you can go back in history, wouldn't that be a moment? You see him and Paul saying, yeah, and it's the exact same. And he's going, no, 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 no. I can't believe that just happened. That's what he, he's checking it out. But it's a great model, I think. Check with spiritual leaders and partners. So, okay, so the Lord, you know, we're getting something, the manifestation, the Lord's shown up, he's spoken, and you got the word, you got the scriptures, the Holy Spirit's guiding. I mean, all of those things are happening. You know, I just, but I need to check it out. Who are some other people who are walking with God who've been down this road before me that can kind of let me know, am I, is, is this on track? So, it's just a good thing to do. Uh, okay, here are the points that go with that. Humbly, I get sideways. I get carried away this stuff. All right, here we go. Humbly confirm with faithful followers of Christ. Believe God speaks through others. That's n- not 
every Christian's perspective on that. So, believe God speaks through others. That that He actually is what He's doing with you. He's doing with others, and and He has been for two thousand years. You can read books and get a bunch of this too. Those guys can also call you. I mean, you can check out truth that way as well. It really helps if you have a living person to go chat with because they'll come back with questions and and just to see the face, just to see Peter's face would have just been worth it all. Research the scripture. And we're back to that. Whatever it is. Uh, discuss for understanding. You can talk about it, talk, talk with others, bouncy ideas around. And again, act on God's truth. So that's practicing God's truth, following the Spirit's leading, all of that. Act on God's truth. Actually, do, do it. Follow through. And if it's something that he's leading us to do or pointing us in the direction of, we ought to uh, jump on that. So we act on God's truth. So believe God speaks through others. Research the scripture. Make sure that the things that we're talking about here together is legit. Discuss for understanding. Act on God's truth. And uh, number four, number four, act in faith and obedience. Act in faith and obedience. So we've got the manifestation, the Holy Spirit speaking, the scriptures are telling us. We've got, we've got all of that going on. So let's see, how does, how does this work? Act in faith and obedience. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So by faith, he's listening to God and he really can't go talk to anybody and say, you know, how'd it go when you built a boat? Because nobody had done this before. There's a flood coming. He's listening to God, and he acts on that. And it takes him a long time to build this giant boat that he's going to save his family and the critters in. It's a big thing to take that on. The culture around him thinks he's an idiot, and he's... The only people on there is immediate family, so I'm thinking the extended family is going, you're an idiot. So that's it. But he's obedient. He listened to God. He acted properly. And we are his great-great-great-grandchildren. Isn't that weird? Yeah, this is Grandpa Noah right here. It's impossible to please God without faith. So he... Believed God, did what he told him, he acted on it, and it saved it saved us. Act in faith and obedience. That's necessary. Here's faith and obedience. Luke one forty five, once again, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. That's Elizabeth to Mary. You're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And he does. 
And he has told us that he's got so much more for us and so much more he wants us to know and that we can uh, connect with him and that he shows up and that John 10, 27, that, that his sheep hear his voice. Again, if he's a liar, that's not going to happen. If he's telling the truth, then it's possible. Have we always tuned into it? Are we on the same frequency? Maybe not. Maybe that's what we need to adjust. But that doesn't mean he's not speaking and that it's impossible for us to hear. It's just maybe some things we need to work on. And maybe he's speaking through scripture. Maybe he's speaking through another person. Maybe he does want to manifest and he shows up in your bedroom or he shows up on your drive and sits in the other seat. You just don't know. Just He just may show up wherever he wants to. <laughs> That's what he does. But to believe him and to follow through and the things that he's given us to do, and he's already given us stuff in Scripture, so we've got plenty to do. But like he told the guys, I've got more. That is, uh, you haven't heard yet, and the Spirit will provide that. So, more stuff out there. Keys to discerning divine manifestations. Uh, That's the four. The four keys. But, let me ask you this. Have you had a strange spiritual experience? And are you looking for answers? So, it could just be a strange thing that's happened and you're going, man, I am still baffled by that. Trying to find an answer to what just unfolded or maybe it happened 20 years ago but there's this thing and uh, or a dream or a vision or maybe it was a vision maybe i don't know what it was just a strange spiritual experience so some of that practicing these keys might help uh, find some answers do you want to develop spiritual skills of communication Do you want to develop spiritual skills of communication? That would be both hearing, receiving, and and communicating, speaking to, conversing with God, God the Father, God the Spirit, God, uh, Jesus. That you would, well, even the angelic realm, his, his side, that you can communicate and he... He's invited us to be part of this family that's so much bigger than than we can probably wrap, wrap our heads around. Do you want to develop spiritual skills of communication? This is part of that process. You've got to have the base. We build on top of that. Start with the scriptures. We're listening to the spirit. We're practicing the things he's given us that we understand so far. We go do that. And he reveals more. Are you waiting for a divine manifestation? So it could be that, no, you know, in, in my thinking, my philosophy of life, that's not possible. That's not something that happens. And uh, maybe by looking at Scripture through this series, through the things that we've looked at, you will um, discover that these things do happen. They've, they've happened in the past. They've been recorded in Scripture. They've happened in history. And uh, that can happen to you. So we're... we're trying to find out more about the manifestations of the Messiah, how to connect with him, how to get closer to him, how to listen to him, how to move in, in his direction. But also we want to do it uh, rightly, so that's why we want to discern these things properly. 
and, and not just run amok, either dismiss it totally or uh, become control. If we're easily manipulated, then the uh, enemy who can disguise himself as an angel of light has an easy path into our lives. And he's done that to lots of people, and you've probably read those accounts. So we don't want to go there. But this, you stick with the scriptures, listen to the spirit, go this direction, and you're going you're gonna to be in uh, among the faithful. If he tells you to build a big boat, you might want to double-check it, because I think we did that one already. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the, the word. Thank you for the spirit. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for still being with us and not abandoning us, not uh, not leaving us on our own. You are with us, Emmanuel. Thank you for that. And Lord, help us to apply these truths, these keys, so that we can uh, embrace and enjoy divine manifestations of the Messiah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all of generations forever and ever. Amen.